Good day to you. This is Pastor Greg Proctor of Victory Worship Center. Welcome to our podcast, Don't Miss Out. We would like to share with you in these podcasts some of our devotionals that we have in our morning time, our worship time with the Lord. And today I'd like to share with you the thought about don't just walk to the door, but make sure you walk through the door. Don't just walk to the door, but walk through the door. And the title of this message will become clear as we look through some verses of Scripture that the Holy Spirit laid on my heart this morning in my morning devotion time. Uh, I want us to turn to the Gospel of John, and, and let's look at chapter 10, verses 7 and then verse 9. John chapter 10, verse 7 says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And then drop down to verse 9 for emphasis. He says uh, for a second time, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. So, you know, a lot of times we try to come to religion, we try to come to church, we try to come to a, a better life, a better way of acting, a better way of talking, a better way of living, and all of those things. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you and I will never change our life by just coming to something. We have to go through that door. And just as Jesus has told us here that he is the door of the sheep. And it's not enough to come to him. We have to go into him. We have to be a part of him, and he has to be a part of us. And it's really simple what he has done for us, because in the great book of Revelation, as Jesus is talking to the churches there, in Revelation chapter 3, verse number 8, he, he makes this statement. He said, I know thy works. Behold, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied, contradicted my name. So he's talking to his church here, and he wants them to know, he wants them to have an understanding, he wants them to have a spiritual vision, that he has set before them an open door. He is that door. And he wants us to be able to have uh, the understanding that we can come to him, but then we come through him to all the promises that is in the word of God. And uh, the way that we do that is that we see that, that there's going to be obstacles. Because he said, no man can shut it. So what does that uh, infer to you and I? It infers to us that there's going to be a battle, that uh, the world, the people of the world and the little G, the little God of this world is trying to shut you and I out from being able to go not just to the door, but through the door. And he said, I understand that you have very little strength, but if you'll keep my word and if you won't deny, you won't contradict my name, then you're going to be able to come through that open door and be able to come to those promises. See, the devil always has a lot of traffic around the door. Why? Because he wants to keep you and I from uh, going to that door, but he wants to keep us from going through the door. Uh, and as I stated in, in the opening, it takes more than just going to church or, or going to the cross or going to the empty tomb. We must receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior 
by coming to him and then going through the provision of what he done for us when he was the very lamb that was the word of god tells us sacrificed slain before the foundation of the world and so i want us to see that maybe god has some promises for you and i today that we've been missing out on because uh the devil is placing obstacles he's he's trying to get you and i to die to contradict that name see the name of jesus Jesus. Uh, Yeshua, depending on what language you listed as, it means God's Savior. It means God's uh, uh, anointed one, Christos, the one who can uh, break off yokes off of your life and my life. And of course, uh, the devil is going to utilize everything at his disposal to try to keep us from coming uh, to that door and then ultimately going through that door uh, to find all the promises that the living God has for us. So let's turn to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7 and let's understand that just a little more clearly. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, uh, Jesus gives us this command. He says, enter ye in at the straight gate. So if he commands us to enter in at the straight gate, that means that we have an anointing to be able to do that because he never tells us something to do uh, without giving us the power, the authority, the ability to do it. So when you and I receive the anointed word, the anointing that is on that word, it comes into our life to empower us, embolden us uh, to be able to do that. So he says, enter ye in at the straight gate. Now this straight gate, it's straight it's narrow from the obstacles that are standing uh, all around it, all about it. So the devil is going to put things to try to keep you and I from uh, not only uh, going to Jesus, uh, going uh, to the door, going to this straight gate, but he doesn't want us to go through it. Because the Word of God says, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in there at. So there's, you and I are going to have to get through this whole crowd, this worldly crowd, this sinful crowd, to be able to enter in to this straight gate. So you're going to have to go through the, uh, the, the broad way, the, the, the wide gate, the wide door. You're going to have to be able to work your way through all that to be able to even get to Christ. And look what he says in verse 14. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life. And then he gives us this admonition. He says, and few there be that find it. Well, I want to be a part of the few, don't you? I, I, I believe we have a, a an opportunity here. Yes, there's going to be obstacles, but we're going to take the opportunity of the Lord and we're going to move forward. We're going to make the right decisions. See, the straight gate, the straight uh, gate is, is likened to a door. Jesus is that door that we've been documented that is narrow. And the devil is like a bottleneck on a freeway. How many times have you been running uh, 75 mile an hour on uh, two, three, four lanes and all of a sudden due to construction or, or whatever it might be, uh, those four lanes are bottlenecked down into one. And then you've got all of that traffic, you've got all of that congestion trying to get through uh, that little small area. 
Well, see, we've got to make godly decisions. We've got to make the right decisions in the right time. And we've got to recognize that uh, the more that we start trying to find our way to and through the door, uh, that the enemy is going to make a bottleneck. He's going to put... Uh, things that are going to be standing in your way, those obstacles to try to uh, obstruct you, to try to hinder you, to try to keep you from getting where uh, the Lord would have you to be. There was a Columbia researcher uh, named Sheena Igar, and, and in her research, uh, in the, the the survey of people that she was uh, conducting this very research with, she said the average person makes about 70 decisions uh, that have an effect on their life every day. Now think about that. That's 25,500 decisions every year. So you and I, we have to make godly decisions. We have to make uh, the choices of the Lord. Now speaking of decisions, let's turn to the Gospel of John and let's look at Peter. And look at some of the decisions, because you and I, we can learn from the, uh, the the very mistakes of others, and we can learn from the positivity of others. But here, let's look at, at the mistake of, of Simon Peter. John chapter 18, verse number 15. And Simon Peter followed Jesus. Now, you and I, we are, we're to follow the Lord. We have to pick up our cross and follow Him. But we've got to make sure that we're not just following Him, but that we're in Him and He is in us. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Of course, this is John the Beloved. That disciple was known unto the high priest. In other words, uh, John the Beloved, he had a relationship. And uh, it says, and he went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. Because John the Beloved, is. he talks about laying his head on the bosom of Jesus and talks about being the disciple that Jesus loved and, and his love for Jesus. Uh, he went through the door with Jesus, this door of judgment, and, and nothing was going to keep him out. Uh, verse 16, but Peter stood at the door without. Now mark that down in your mind's eye, write it on the table of your heart. Uh, Peter is on the outside looking in as Jesus is going uh, through the, the prophetic word to fulfill all the, the word of the Lord that would enable you and I to come to the place of salvation, that would enable us to become uh, blood-washed, blood-bought, children of the Most High God. But Peter's on the outside looking in. Uh, but Peter stood at the door without. Then went out the other disciple, John, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door. Now mark that down in your mind's eye. Spake unto her that kept the door, and brought in Peter. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. Verse 17. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter. Are not thou also one of this man's disciples? Aren't you Jesus' disciple? Peter saith, he saith, I am not. Verse 18. And the servants and the officers stood there who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold. And they warmed themselves, and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. Now John is in there uh, in the door of judgment with Jesus. Uh, Peter has come to this one door, but he's not come to the place where he's in Jesus. He's, he's with Jesus. He's still on the outside 
And he has an opportunity here to testify about Jesus. And because of fear, he says, I don't know the man. I'm not I'm not one of his disciples. And so all of a sudden, uh, as, as Peter stood at the door without, we, we, we see the, the power of what God's grace will do. Now, stay with me just for a moment of time, because see, uh, John, if you take it all the way back from the Greek to the Hebrew, uh, it, it means God's grace, God's favor. So, so John brought Peter to the door, gave him an opportunity to come through the door, but that's where Peter had to start talking and walking by faith, but he lost his testimony. See, the servants of, of sin and the officers of the law, they made a fire out of Peter's loss of testimony, and they were warming themselves by it at Peter's expense. And Peter starts warming himself by the very fire of the world rather than the fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Word. And so Peter, he, he's come to the door, but he's not come through the door. He's not with Jesus. Why? Because of fear. See, fear will keep you and I, fear will keep us on the wrong side of the door. Now mark that down, write it on the table of your heart. Fear will keep us on the wrong side of the door. So what the Holy Spirit is wanting to minister to you right now about in this podcast, He has a word for you. He has an encouraging word. He has a, a word of victory, a word of deliverance, a word of salvation. The question is, how will you respond? How will I respond to the Lord's message? Now, let's go to John chapter 20. Let's read just a couple of verses. We're just going to hit some highlights. Uh, hopefully, there'll be a, a full sermon that will come from this devotion. And uh, later on, you can uh, see the get the full context of what we're trying to, to hit in a limited amount of time here. But John chapter 20, verse 19, this is after Jesus went to the cross, after he went to the tomb, and he rose again. Uh, John 20 and 19, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled. Now mark this down in your mind's eye. The disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews. Came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Now notice, they were assembled, but they were assembled not from faith, but from fear. And that's what happens a lot today. People go to church, but they're not going to church in faith. They're going to church in fear. They come to the altar, but they don't come in faith. They come in fear. They have a situation that they want the Savior to meet where the Savior is wanting them to meet Him. He's wanting them to get to know Him and put Him first and foremost. And as as Jesus come, His message to them was, Peace be unto you. I have peace for you. Jesus said in John 16, He said, Be of good cheer. In this world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. That's peace. That's peace. See, Thomas wasn't here when Jesus come, but Jesus come back. Drop down to verse 26. And after eight days again, the number eight in biblical numerics means new creation, uh, new creature. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, 
and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Now, once again, we can be assembled, we can be in church in fear, and we can literally shut Jesus out. Notice, Jesus came to them all, and then he came back just for Thomas. So right now, I don't know what you're dealing with, but you have found this podcast. The Lord has led you here for a reason. The Holy Spirit wants to minister to you. He wants to help you. The question is, will you let the Lord, the open door, come to you now and speak peace in your situation? Will you see the Savior above your situation? Will you take hold of the Savior? See, every system... Uh, it, 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 I want you and I to make this decree. I want us to, to, to take this to the open door. Let's take every system and every source that is working against us right now to the door. And let's command it to bow at the door and be no more. In Jesus' name, let's take every symptom, uh, every system of the devil, every source that we're feeling... Uh, that is working, trying to paralyze us with fear, and, and let's command it. Let's take it and command it to bow at the door, and in Jesus' name, be no more. See, we we must walk to the door first for salvation, but then we need to keep going through this open door and, and see the many facets of Jesus. There's healing, there's deliverance, there's understanding, there's wisdom, there's guidance, there's power in Jesus' name. So let's let Jesus shut the door on negative works and let's let him open up to us his promises. So once again, right now in Jesus' name, we speak to every symptom and every source and we command you to stay on the other side of the door and be no more. We draw nigh unto the Lord, and we have the promise that He will draw nigh unto us. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and He exalts us right now in due season. If you need a touch uh, in your body, if you need a touch in your mind, if you need a touch in your spirit, then whatever you might need right now, Jesus wants to touch you. But come to the door, walk through the door, and find the fullness of salvation, of healing, of deliverance, of victory. It's available for you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we speak to every person under the sound of our voice. We ask that you help them humble themselves right now. Receive this word. Receive victory. Receive deliverance. Receive what you would have for them. Let them be in perfect peace. Oh, we praise you for it. We magnify your holy name. We lift your name above all others. Let it be. In Jesus' name. Remember, God's word, God's word will change your life.